It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The forever It's at the end of the episode. That's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, December 30th, and you're listening to episode 396. Four episodes away from the big four zero zero. What does that mean? I'm not quite sure yet. We'll find out together, probably. Joining me this week uh, is Nicole. Hey, woo! Welcome back. I mean, I'm glad to be here. It feels good to be back. You weren't. You didn't really miss anything. You just. Uh, we swapped out a couple people. I had a couple guests on because um, they were cooler than my normal co-hosts. And I dare <laughs> you to argue with that because one of them was Banana Chan, and I know you agree. Yeah, with I that can't statement. argue with that. I can't and I won't argue with that. One of the other ones was Isaac Shalevin. He's just okay, really. I mean, he's yeah, just... he's all right. <laughs> I like that guy sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's great. Um, yeah, so I've been doing a little more with the uh, having randos on. That's what I call my friends, just randos. You know, it's great. <laughs> just randos. Um, yeah, because it's just it's just been kind of nice. Sometimes the scheduling can be hard. Um you know, Katarski lives by me, but I have to get him to come down here. And then with the holidays, it's just been rough. We've all been busy. So yeah, ta-da. you both have kids. Yeah. So, yeah. And we both have it was just his lives birthday. or something. It was his birthday. I sent him a, I sent him a meme for his birthday that was, uh, <laughs> um, you may have actually, you may have actually been the one that shared it. It was the wise men giving Jesus like the gold, frankincense and myrrh. And it said, just to be clear, yeah. this is for Christmas and your birthday. <laughs> I like the one that was like Mary being like, yeah, I just gave birth uh, in, in a manger. Yeah, thanks for all these precious metals. Um, and thanks for this little boy playing a drum in my face. This has been super. <laughs> Giving birth has been great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Not awesome. Decidedly not awesome presence at the time. <laughs> uh, but but so Katarski did respond to me. He responded, Merry Christmas, a-hole. So because <laughs> we're friends like that. So, yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. So, uh, yeah. So Christmas, let's get that out of the way. So, uh, did you get any games for Christmas? I didn't get any games for Christmas. Did I your husband get any games for Christmas? Cause you would think. still play them. So, yeah. I mean, we don't really do Christmas. Um, we don't really like celebrate Christmas and it's even more so since he's been sick. Um, mm-hmm. we just didn't like, I like to like, get people get like little like thoughtful gifts and right, like right. people over. And this year it was just like, um, you know, he's been diagnosed again with cancer. So it's like, and it happened very suddenly. It was right before PAX Unplugged. So we've had no time to like, I got these really cute Christmas cards made and I bought stamps. Wow. Um, and they're still in the box in my bedroom. <laughs> you should send, send them out, out now. Why not? Why not? I am going to send them out. It's just so funny that, like, the one year I'm like, I'm going to do this. Right, I, right. like, paid an artist to make them. They're really cute. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I know. They're they're really cute. That never um, occurred I, to me. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm happy to share her info with you because she was amazing. Um, Actually, so, okay, so I lied. We did get some games. Um, Well, I got Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> The Story So Far, which is a video game. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> My, and, uh. Anthony's best friend bought him the new um, Blood Bowl team, the new Ogres. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very cool looking. And uh, my friend Sean got me a copy of Kenny G's Keeping It Sexy. Nice. Have you seen this game? 
I have, I have. I um, I made fun of this game uh, <laughs> to Chris Rollins when I saw that it was who it was from. Oh, uh, is it and, one of theirs? Oh, yeah. So I made fun of it, and I was like, this is really, what a dumb idea for a game, dude. I was like, come <laughs> on, guys. And he was like, this was Stephanie's whole thing, Stephanie Straw. I love and, it. Uh, and then she started harassing me on Messenger. Like, what are you talking <laughs> crap about my game for? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. It was pretty great. Um, obviously, we haven't played just, it yet. We just we just got it, and I'm really excited to to play it. Both of them said they're very proud of how good it is. Like it's a it's a. They said it's a really fun game. Amazing! And now I'm even more excited. You're like Kenny G was good enough, but also now it's fun. So <laughs> even better. Yeah, we. Yeah, my friend Sean, who gave it to me, he was like, "And here's your real gift." And he also bought me tickets to see Welcome to Night Vale. And I was like, "Wait, but this Ooh, wow. board game was also a great gift." Yeah, you're like, like, "I'm good with this." He's like, "That was my joke gift." <laughs> don't tell Stephanie. Stephanie, don't yell at my friend Sean. He's very. <laughs> I'm nice. sure she doesn't listen. It's cool. We'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, we. Um, we I don't I didn't get any board games or anything. We don't my wife and I don't really exchange many gifts. Like we basically get each other like one little thing because the yeah. kids like when we open stuff. So like I got That's her cute. um uh there's this lady, I'm gonna give a plug to this. This place is great. It's called fantasyfloorplans.com. And it's this it's this awesome woman who uh meticulously draws blueprints. I think maybe she was an, I think she was like an architect or something. She draws like blueprint grade, like floor plans to houses and such from TV and movies. Right. Right. So, um, so my wife, I'm going to need a link to that. Yeah. It's just fantasyfloorplans.com. Uh, so God, my I'm wife has right been, uh, is super into, um, like every night before bed, she watches friends cause it's always on. Okay. So I got her Monica and Rachel's apartment. Like the, it is so cool. Like it was, she was real stoked about it. So, um, but like, even did you get for, her the Friends Lego set too? I didn't. I didn't do that because oh. that was way more expensive. So, <laughs> and also, there's like a, we can hang this on our wall. Like it'd be great. Right. Like there's a spot for it. So, um, she did jokingly say though that she'd have been cool if I had gotten her that. But uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know where we'd put it. Like so. Yeah. I mean, That's I was tricky part. I would gladly put it together because that's really cool. <laughs> like, as I love putting them together. But so anyways, um, but they have all sorts of stuff. It's it's really cool. Like she has, I think, over 80 or 90 a, a different things. Wow. On yeah. So, yeah. That's so, right. Anyways, that's pretty cool. But the and then we got our kids a couple of games. I got them Link's Awakening. Um, and when I say I got them Link's Awakening, I mean, I bought Link's Awakening. So I'm going to, I'm going to play it, but they love <laughs> playing it with me. So like, right. I'll let them play sometimes. Cause they're Josiah is seven and Laurel is five. So like mm-hmm. we play breath of the wild together because like we, I've already beat the game. We have like 30 hearts, all the best equipment. It's all fully upgraded. So we're like invincible. And then I let them go like run around and like destroy stuff. Laurel right. is getting really good at driving the motorcycle around like really good at it. Um, Josiah likes beating like Hinoxes and stuff or robots. So he just That's runs so around cute. doing that. Um, but for this game, we got it cause just to do it together. And at first they were kind of bored. Cause like when you start any Zelda game, it's kind of boring. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, if you're a kid, right? Like I was into it from the moment it started, but once we started getting some stuff now, they're like, this game is epic. Um, so that's cool. Uh, the other, the big game that I'm very excited I got them uh, is a game for the whole family, but I got it for them. It's called No Thank You Evil. Have you heard of this before? 
I have heard of it. So yeah, yeah it's uh, right here. I brought the uh, visual aid. So Such no thank you evil. Cover. It's an RPG um, by Monty Cook and uh, well actually I said it backwards. It's by Shanna Germain and Monty Cook as it's billed. Um, I I don't. I'm sure I've played other games by her. I don't know her name. I'm not familiar with it. But Monty Cook, obviously everyone has heard of. Right. Um, and so it caught my eye. Uh, and it is a uh, ages five plus role playing game. Um, simple system, really good for kids. Katarski, of course, is the one who told me about it. And sure. uh, I'm super stoked about it. The kids are really stoked about it. So hopefully in the next few weeks, we're going to start uh, doing some role playing. So, yeah. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I think they're going to love it. Have you ever heard of James Stowe? I've heard that name. I've heard the name. So he like played a bunch of D&D with his kids and he does a lot of like, he, he makes really cute... Um, like uh character sheets for them oh nice where he like draws their character and then like puts in all the spots for all their like stats and stuff oh, that's cool i think i feel like i've seen that before that sounds familiar yeah he's he's rad he's also done a lot of art for um ninth level games he does a lot of their stuff so i'm just like oh it's so cute everything he draws is like disgustingly cute Oh, cool, but cool, I think yeah. your kids would, if like once your kids get into role playing, you could be like, look at all this cool stuff. Yes, yes. No, and this is kind of, I want this to be kind of a gateway because I have kids on bikes. I really want to do kids on bikes with them. Um, yeah. But this seemed like, like this is, I mean, this is made for five-year-olds to learn how to play. Um, and we can make it as big or small as we want it to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'll run the games. My wife and them will play together, like, and it'll be great. I'm super stoked about it. So, yeah. That's so rad. And then we got him a couple other small games uh, that I don't know anything about. They just look cute. So, yeah. So we'll find out. Oh, Gator Golf. We did get them Gator Golf, which, you know. Gator Golf? Gator Golf. It's a gator head, and you put the ball into it, and when the ball goes in, it goes through his mouth, back to his tail, and then his tail flips the ball back over to you. Stop it. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and the golf club, it's a flamingo. (laughs) Literally a flamingo. Have you played uh, Mars Open? No. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a golfing game where like you have you, it's a oh, it's a flicking game. Flicking like golf on Mars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like we played like the whole like intro like course I guess, but then like uh-huh. the more complicated courses you like put a fan on a chair to like. So that you have to like flick it through like wind blowing. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's it it doesn't make any sense how much fun it is. Like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we should probably actually talk about some stuff here. Like like yeah, a topic. I guess so. Let's talk about a topic. So uh, we're probably not gonna do a pitch today. We're just gonna just gonna talk about the topic. So this is uh technically and officially uh the BTG year in review uh episode. Which is cool because, yeah, we do that every year or I think we've done it pretty much every year. I mean, basically, as Rob and I would always say, it, it kills a show like it's done. Like we did a show by recording that and it was easy. So we're right. in. So what we usually do for this, Nicole, uh, since this is your first year in review show is uh, we used to like follow these like formulaic questions. Um, and we did that every year so that it would like stay the same. And then one year we just decided not to do that anymore, mostly because we 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 couldn't find the list at the time. So <laughs> we, we, we had to record that night. So we'd kind of forgotten about it. So anyways, cause we used to record like two to three weeks ahead. So, so yeah, right. so we just kind of winged it and we liked that. So, um, 
And uh, I realized uh, that the list was actually sent between Rob and I in our work emails. And I don't work there anymore. So definitely I don't have the list anymore. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we're just going to we're going to wing it and just kind of. So let's start with um, games like what like in general, like what was uh, what games were new to you this year that you really enjoyed? And I know you keep so your big new- list. Yeah, I'm looking. So I keep track of all the board games I play, um, which probably sounds ridiculous, but I have like a, I just have like a notepad file where I just keep track of all the movies I watch, TV shows I watch, video games I play, board games I play, and I, love um, that. I also have a mason jar that every time I play a board game, I put a meeple in it. What? Yeah, I started at the beginning of the year, and I just drop a meeple in the jar every time I play a board game. <laughs> That's amazing. It's very cute. I'll show it to you after we're done recording. <laughs> I want to do that now. That's you such a great it. idea. <clears throat> so when I did it last year, I actually used um, a small mason jar, and then this year, that just didn't cut it. I guess we played like way more... Then we played the year before because I had to get a bigger mason jar. <laughs> wow. Um, so I'm so just like, looking at... So if you went to a con and played 10 games, you just put 10 meeples in? Like that's how it works? Yeah. I mean, it depends on like... Uh, I don't put in... If I play a game multiple times, I only put a meeple in once. So if, if I play like... If we're playing like a short game and I play that game like three times with somebody, I just put one meeple in the right, jar. That's fair. Yeah. But if you played that game on a subsequent day, you would put it in right. again? Okay. Exactly, yeah. And um, if we do, like, I don't always put them in for, like, running our own games at a convention. That's fair. Like, like if I'm running one of our games and I play that game 15 times, I don't put 15 meeples in. Which yeah, I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of work. You might want to. Yeah, like, it counts. Um, so, anyway, I'm looking at this list of games I played. And I played a lot of games this year um but i don't know like i'd said to you before i don't know which ones came out this year but i know you said that's fine this doesn't matter um so uh oh man every time i see one i'm like no that's my favorite no that's my favorite um (laughs) so we just played vast mysterious manor today yeah how was that um it was you know like every first time i play a leader game I was, it's just a mess because you have no idea what you're doing. And it feels like, I don't know. Like I, so we played a three player game also, which felt like a mistake. Um, I played the spiders, Anthony played the skeletons and Adam played the manor. Okay. And I just, we all just kind of felt like I was just crushing them. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if like I was getting a rule wrong or if it was just a bad matchup, but it just seemed like the spiders were kind of unstoppable. Um, Mm -hmm. we also, the other week we played terror below, you know, that one. Yes, yes, yes. The the tremors game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played it yet? I haven't. I want to because tremors is one of my favorite movies of all time because it's so terrible. So it's, uh, shockingly cutthroat against other players. Is it? Oh, I was, it's not like a co-op. No, we thought it was going to be super cooperative. Oh, wow. And you're really going after the other players, like nice right out the gate. Yeah, so it was it was fun. So I think I think probably my so we play this game Avocado Smash. Have you ever heard of it? Yes, I sure have. 
Okay, so yeah, it comes with a little avocado. So that company came out with um, Smashing Pumpkins and Peach Snaps. Yeah, which, yeah. You told me about that before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so um, we played a bunch of Peach Snaps and it is the best. We love that one now. That might be our new favorite. Um, what other new games? Uh, Ceylon by Chris yeah. and Suzanne Zinsley. Cardboard Edison. Excellent. So yep. excellent. Um, Mystic Veil, I've only played the one time. And I feel like if I played it more, I could like really like sink my teeth into it. But I only played it once. That's the one where you like, you know, you know that one, right? Mm-hmm. Where you like build your, literally build your deck. It's really weird. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Um, Nine Tiles Panic is a new Oink game. That was one of my favorites also. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of the Oink. So, so they, they're really good at, like, they'll make a game, and then they'll be like, wait, but we're just going to make this game again, but better. And then they release the game later, but a better version of it. Like, they released their game Startups, which was used to be Rights, and then they deleted Nine Tiles Panic, which used to just be Nine Tiles. So they, like... I just find it really interesting that they'll like make this. They'll, they'll make like small, simple games, and they will be like, "Oh, we did it again, but better." That's crazy. And then I people know. just keep buying it, though. People just keep. I mean, I have all of them. It's me. I, it's my fault. Yes, it's, it's my all fault you. No, I've heard this. other designers talk about it too. So it's not just you that's, you know, has this problem. And uh, you know, I'm a real sucker for dice games, so I've played a lot of. Um, you know, dice versions of games that I already like, like the Sushi Go dice game and the Biblios dice game, which I thought was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, I played a lot of games this year. Awesome. Yeah, I've played. I played a lot of new stuff this year, um, just at different conventions and such. Um, it's I. I'm really bad at like being like, was this the first year that I played this game? Uh, right. But I, I think that if I had to pick a favorite game that I played this year, hands down, uh, it would be uh, Taverna de Tiefenthal or whatever. Oh, I haven't played that, that one. German tavern. Oh my gosh, it's it's so good. Like it's it's just it's amazing. I just I love it so much. Um, I it's going to get released, I think, by um, North Star Games in okay. English. Uh, but Kopak twice with us have played the. Um, the German version in both times. I just loved it so much. Um, it's just, it like, it's right. It's exactly what I want out of a game. Right. Um, it looks massively big, but it's really simple to play. And there's like 10,000 little mini expansions for it that come with the game. I've not wow, played any awesome. of them and they all sound neat, but I don't actually know that I want to play with them. Cause like, they're just, it's just so perfect the way it is. Right. Um, but he's the guy who's this by uh, Wolfgang Warsh, the same guy who did, um, Quacks of Quiglinburg or whatever, the one that won the award this year. So, yeah. Yep. I don't know if I have a favorite for this year. Um, I don't know. Did Star Trek Ascendancy come out this year or last year? Why would you ask me that question? I have no idea. What about Star Wars Rebellion? That one just came out, right? Rise of the Sith? I mean, Rise of the Skywalker? Rise of, I the, saw that. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? That's all I know about Star Wars. The, <laughs> I'm talking about the Mandalorian. The, what? The, oh man, I wish there was a Mandalorian board game. Could you even imagine? Um, those were great. I, I just, I'm just really bad at like keeping track of like what came out when. 
You look really badass with that hood on. I'll wait for it. <laughs> so now Nicole's recording with Boba Fett, basically. So. Sorry, this is bad podcasting. I have a Boba Fett hoodie on. So we started talking <laughs> about the Mandalorian. Podcast. So I and zip it up and it, uh, uh, yeah. And then it covers my face and makes a Boba Fett mask for the hood. It's pretty great. It's, so it's really nerdy. I've saw some guy had it at Origins one year and I was like, I need that. Where did you get that? And then I got it. That's how that worked. This is a cool story, huh? Perfect. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I scared the crap out of a girl once who was wearing a, it was a shirt with like a little worm on it. And it says, I am the quiz at Tatarak. And I like straight up tackled her. I was like, where did you get that shirt? And she was like, the internet. And I was like, that's fair. I'm really terrifying. I'm sorry. Like, I I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Okay. I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, all right. All right. So let's not talk about games anymore. That's, that's not what I mean. Uh, so, um, convention wise, uh, what, I know you didn't go to a ton of conventions this year, but for what you went to, what was, what was like your best experience you had at a convention? Yeah, I think probably, um, probably PAX Unplugged. Um, I had a really good time at PAX Unplugged. I worked at the Keymaster booth and it was great. Um, oh, Control was also a great game that I played this year. Control was yeah. amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Have you seen their game Control? That I have not seen. It like comes in this little tiny black box. Oh, it's so good. It's so like, it's one of those games that it's so simple and you're just like, oh, why didn't I make this? Like, infuriatingly <laughs> like. Those games tick me off, right? Oh, yeah. It's like elegant and like fun and you can play it in like five minutes and oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I had a really good time at PAX Unplugged. Um, I just, you know. It was it was great. I was on four panels. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I had a blast. It's awesome. I want to do more panels. I like I I used to do panels from when I did movie stuff with the NerdCon convention stuff, right? Like that circuit. But like I don't. I've never done game panels. I, I probably because there's lots of people that have better stuff to say than me. Uh, but yeah, I was just. I've always wanted to do that. I should do that sometime. We should yeah, have I a mean, <laughs> building the game panel. And like you and others could be on it. So it's not just me. And then they'll be like, that was a really worthwhile panel. And I'll be like, because of me, but it'll really be because of like you and Julio and maybe a little bit. And you can record it. Bonus content. It's an episode. Live show. Rob and I tried that, but like the turnout was never great. Builders. I don't know where you were, but you never show up for it. We always have a small group. And then we always have a great group for, um, show up for uh the uh, id yeah right so like so we just yeah. started doing that that's so much fun it's so much fun it's a good time um so for me convention wise i'd say two things one for working at it like for working a convention and like like doing the game design thing gen con was the this year was the best convention i've ever gone to because i spent wow most of it with Isaac um, going to pitches with him and um, having our game pitches go very well, but then also getting to do some of my own pitches with him um, and just meeting so many people. And just, I, it's one of those things where when I was done, I was like, wow, there's a lot of stuff I thought I knew what I was doing that I didn't know what I was doing. And I learned a lot from this. Um, but my favorite convention I had where I just got to hang out with pals and stuff and have a good time was Grand Con for sure in Grand Rapids. Um, all of my friends from St. Louis come to that. Uh, Neil Roberts comes to that. 
Uh, Banana Chan was there this year. Um, the guys from Elk Creek were there, um, who I've got a game coming with next year. And um, yeah, so like it's yeah there it was it was just fantastic we had two amazing pitches go well that we didn't expect to have before we went there um and so like that was it was kind of a surreal experience where it was like this is like this was really good Um, that's amazing yeah yeah this was a good year for me for conventions feeling like my biggest regret was honestly that i didn't go to more like that i didn't go to pax unplugged um yeah and uh Backs Unplugged in BGG Con. Um, on our previous show, Isaac and I talked about Tabletop Network um, that they had before BGG Con, where like designers just got together and yeah. like did seminars and stuff. And like, I, I wish I could have been at that. That sounded really up my alley, and so I'm a little bummed that I missed that. But yeah, it sounds like it's Pax Dev, but for Tabletop, which sounds awesome. Pax Dev is like um, two days of just like no media allowed, just like learning and like people giving talks and it's just it's mostly video games but they they right, like right. sneak some board game stuff into it but tabletop network sounds like it's that but specifically for board games which sounds awesome right right because board games just doesn't have any of those things right like official networking things like that so yeah it's a fantastic idea well i guess let's also talk a little bit about um any like how pitching and stuff went this year. I, you didn't go to a lot of conventions, I know, but still you did some pitching uh, and I did. Um, I, let me start this time. I keep making you go first, so I'll go first no, this that's time. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You go first. You go first. No, tell me your story. Um, I uh, So I did a lot of pitching this year at different conventions, mostly Gen Con and Grand Con were the big ones for that uh, and some at Origins. Um but those went really well. We've got a lot of stuff in consideration right now. Some stuff I need to follow up on um, that I'm super stoked about that I'm hoping is going to work out. Um, signed the one game for sure this year at Origins. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a good year for for the game design stuff. And then I also had signed that game that I did uh, that should be coming out any time now um, with the education company um, doing the uh, learning to read game. So yeah, that's awesome. It's good times. That's super rad. How about you? Um, so we had pitched our dancing game to a couple people, and Sherry's into it, and we've just been kind of, like, waiting for her lawyer to get back to us, and so that was, like, you know, that's just, we're just stuck in, like, we need to hear back from them at this point. Um, and then at Metatopia, um, we pitched our tank game to Kurt Covert, which he Where's Kurt Covert with? Kurt Covert is Smirk and Dagger. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I knew that name. Yep. Yeah, so um we're just like talking about like details with him now. I mean it's it's so tough because like we do most of our pitching at like Metatopia and Pax Unplugged, and then it's like, whoops, now it's the holiday. Right, right. Now no one has time for us. Yeah, exactly. So um and we had pitched a game to AEG last year that they then followed up with us a few months later, which we were like, wow. Nice. Yeah, we were like, that's, that is cool. Okay, yes, sure. They wanted us, it was a two-player game. They wanted us to make it three and four players. So we met with them at PAX Unplugged, and they seem really hype about it. So we're just like, you know, they're doing, I think they're going to, they took a copy of it with them, and they're going to, like, play it, and I think try to figure out if it's for them or not. Nice. That's always awesome. Yeah, and then Jeff Johnston had hooked us up with this guy, who does he makes educational games for campers what 
yeah, so we have that mosquito game where you slap mosquitoes. Right, right. It's it's not educational at all, but Jeff was like, I think you should send him a copy. So we sent him a copy and we sent him like a video of us playing it. And he like asked us if he could talk to us on the phone. And I was like, yep, here's our phone numbers. Like, give us a call. And then we never heard from him again. And that was a couple of months ago. So right before PAX Unplugged, I was like, hey, like, we're going to be pitching this. Are you still interested? Because we're going to show some people. You know what I mean? And he just, he was like, sure, let's um, have a video call next week. And that was last week. And I gave him like times that we could talk. And he just never. So mm, that's not that's not a good sign. Yeah. Oh, because Jeff Johnson uh, did that game, Toasted or Roasted. Yeah. Um, which so I've only met Jeff like once, and I met him when he was doing um, that crazy Moonquake Escape game. Oh my god, he's um, so funny with that. Yeah, game. I love the way he explains the game. Um, but I had bought that Toasted or Roasted game a long time ago, like at some camping store, and then he saw Jeff's Facebook page had a picture of that game, and I was like. No way. So I went and found the game. And I'm like, no crap. Jeff did this game. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, and he said, you know, he said that this guy's like great to work with. And like, we were just hoping to like, you know, cause we have like six games that we feel are like ready. Re- like, like, like fly away, fly away. Little butterfly. <laughs> let me like, let you go. Like, don't come back like, unless you have like, a contract. If you love something, let it go. Yeah, so like... Hope that it comes back with a contract and its little claws. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know the feeling on that. Yeah. So that's where we are. We got some things like... I feel like we're like juggling a bunch of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And that's... Um, this year, the big thing for me with design has been the co-designing and how... And, and builders, I know I've talked about this a ton, but it's just... It's kept me very busy, but it's also helped me be very positive about moving forward with stuff because yeah. whenever one designer is a little bit busy, I just go work with the other ones. And um, yeah, and I want to do even more co-designing in the next year. Um, right now, I have four people I'm specifically designing a game with, um, but I would love to make that be more um, just because... Yeah, I just, you know, I, I think when we work together, we get more done. We have more resources at getting things out there. You know, and yeah. I think that's important. And, and I always tell any of my people I'm co-designing with, me co-designing with other people is also good for you because if it means I get more games published, then it means that I'm able to open those doors to help us publish our other games, right? And vice versa. Right, like, right. so I always encourage people to work with other people too, you know? Um, yeah. In fact, I, I got to the point where like I've got this new idea and it's a really, really good idea. Like it's, I feel like I'm like, this is, I even pitched it to my wife and she was like, whoa, that's really good. And like, normally she's like either like, I, I don't get it. Like, cause it just doesn't click for her or she's like, that right. doesn't sound exciting to me. And she was like, no, that's like a thing. Like you should do that. And I was like, Oh gosh, that's okay. So, yeah. so now I'm trying to, like, I was like, which co-designer should I talk to about this? And I was like, I need to talk to these two about it. I think because they're both kind of fit the bill on this. So yeah. And they both listen to this podcast. So, Hey, that'll be cool. Um, <laughs> So yes, uh, but anyways, so I'm uh, I'm excited about it because I think that uh, you know anytime that I can work with more people, I like that. And I know you like basically only co-design, but you and Anthony yeah. very rarely co-design with someone else, though, right? We would like to. Yeah, but I mean, you but you haven't though, right? Like mostly, yeah. it's just been the two of you. Yeah. Yeah, we we pitched an idea to Sen, um, 
that he's sounds cool. Yeah, he's so cool, and he's like really into like working on it with us. And I think that it's just tough because, um, you know, it's. I think it's hard for me because I work all day, and then when I get home, I'm like, I'm like not energized to like work on anything, and I would like to work on like the weekends, but also like. I want to not work on the weekends, so... Right, but also you, like, have other things you want to do that aren't stressful. <laughs> yeah, and this year especially has been hard, like, between Anthony being sick, but also, like, we... At my day job, we... Our book got published in May. It came out in May. And then my boss was like, next one, work on the next one. And, like, we just sent that one... Right. We just sent the first draft of that one to the publisher, like, this week. So I'm just like... like the Christmas Eve I was like yes let me just get this one email it was like you know 445 Christmas Eve I'm like let me just wrap up this work so and it, and it's you know it's not that I don't love it I really enjoy my day job I just sometimes don't have the like energy that I need to have to even just be excited about working on game stuff which sucks right right no um like I ideally I think if you're like to be really like to feel like you've got the energy to do it. You either have to be the kind of person who just like can do a full-time job and somehow still have all the energy like a Julio. Right. Cause like, he's like, he, I think game designs more than all of us. And like, he has a full-time job. That's like, he drives around a lot and he's got a lot of time to think to himself, but yeah. like, in, but you I mean, you see the stuff he's designing and it's, it's crazy good. And like, there's just like, how do you do that with, you know, that limited time? Cause for me, it was working with someone else and having the ability to set my own schedule. Right. So that I can, right. I can take a whole week and be like, I'm not, I'm only going to take the meetings I have scheduled for my other job. And the rest of right. the time I'm going to game design and like right. be okay with that. And that's okay. Right. And, um, yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, it's just kind of like, um, like that, I get that, right? Because I used to have the same problem. Like at night, I didn't want to do work with my brain to design games right. because I was I was tired from my brain working all day, you know? Right. Now, Anthony, who, who you normally are co-designing with, he is he freelance? Yeah. Yeah. Freelance so, graphic designer. Right, right. So, so he, like, obviously can do some setting of his own schedule, right? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, I mean... The awesome thing about Anthony being a graphic designer is, like, all of our prototypes look really great. <laughs> like, everything that right, right. he works on looks awesome. That was something Rob and I used to talk about where he people would tell us, like, it doesn't matter if you're good at graphic design or whatever. And I was always like, no, no, because I watch Rob pitch games. And I watch the people be like, oh, wow, like this is very clear and concise and this looks good and I get this, right? And I'd watch them look at my games and have to ask questions like that they wouldn't have had to ask if I had had his right. expertise. And a few right. times when I got him to help me lay something out for some of my more bigger games, guess what? I didn't get asked those questions because right, right, but yeah. I couldn't figure out how to do it on my own to make it make yeah. sense. Um, so it, that be having a graphic designer and he's also an artist too, right? I mean like he yeah. can do the artwork as well. So yeah, I mean he made the stinking graphic for building the game. Like he didn't do the, uh, um, he didn't do the character art. Uh, Curran Roberts did that, but he took that character art and then turned it into this amazing-looking thing. So yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a smart dude who's real good at what he does. So, yeah, he's yeah. pretty great. 
I think he's trying to ignore me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because we're recording. Right. Which is very nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, what else do you want to say about the year in review here? Um, I don't know. Anything? I wish I, I, you know, one of the things that I would like to do in the new year. Oh, I guess we were talking about the game in, year in review. No, you. My next question was going to be, "What do you want to do for next year?" So, um, so yeah, no, we can totally just let's just pretend that's the question. Ask, hey Nicole, <laughs> what are you thinking for twenty twenty? Other than the yeah, world I is mean, a dumpster I, fire. I think that it's, um, and it, it's it's not to say that I don't like the games that we've been working on. I like the games that that Anthony and I've been working on very much. But I think that in the new year, I would love it if we could like start on something new because we have like we do have lots of prototypes, but like. We've we've been working on the same ones, and I feel like uh, Heather O'Neill, who helps us run the Game Makers Guild Philadelphia, had a great idea, which was mm-hmm. she was like, let's um, let's let's have a let's have a meeting either in January or February where we do an off the shelf where we take a game that has been sitting on the shelf and we bring that in and we work on it. And so it was funny because she said that, and then independent of that, Anthony was like, hey, why don't we work on Bitty Bandits? And I was like, okay, because that's the game that we wanted to make about old ladies stealing tchotchkes from each other. That's, I, I bought the game. Like, I, you just sold me the game. <laughs> it's done. So I'd love to, like, maybe either revisit some old ideas or, like, start to put together some of the newer ideas we've had. That's cool. That's cool. How yeah. about you? Um, you know, I want to do, I really want to make sure I'm focusing this year on getting more unique things like out there to pitch. Um, I've got a few things in the hopper that I'm really excited about, um, with, uh, with some different designers and like, I want to get those ready and get them out to pitch. There's, there's a few where like, I really think that they'll do very well when we can get them in front of the right publishers. Um, and they're just, you know. Neil and I, I think have a list of like 10 games maybe that we're like kind of working on each of them, but obviously we're focusing on certain ones like, okay, this is the one we're pitching right now. So we're focusing on that. But right, some of the right. ones on the back burner are really exciting to me. Um, and like, it's been the holidays. He, his wife just had a baby. So that's awesome. Oh, wow. Um, and then like, in addition to that, like, um, you know, we just saw he's been busy with work. I've been busy with stuff, you know? And so like, it's just, um, you have to choose to kind of to focus, right? Like, what are we going to do? Like, which one are we going to work on? And so I'm excited to knock through some of those older games, um, that we've kind of got sitting out there. Um, banana Chan and I are going to work on an RPG together. Um, which is, that's so awesome. I love that. I'm really excited about it. Um, it's going to be good. Uh, and then, um, I mean, I don't know. I've never written an RPG. She's real smart, so I'm sure it'll be good. But I mean, if she lets me just do all the work, it'll be hot garbage. So hopefully she's real <laughs> smart and she does everything. Um, but no, uh, and then I'm, don't tell her I'm going to try and pitch her another RPG idea. Um, so <laughs> that I'm real excited about your secret safe with me. Yeah. Yeah. And all you builders, right? I know I'm pretty sure she does not listen to the show, so I'm not worried about it. But if she does hear this, if you're listening, Banana, or someone tells you, uh, yeah, I'm going to pitch you an idea for another RPG, but I'm going to wait till we get working on this other one because, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's, yeah, and I just, Isaac and I have some cool things in the hopper that we want to do. Um, 
I'm working on a game with Ken Franklin, um, and we're we're working on a game for him, and then I've got a game that I'm going to bring to him to work on together, and I'm real excited about showing to him uh, because it's a it's a like an, one of the original games I tried to work on, um, and I couldn't I just couldn't figure it out, and now as a designer who's been working a lot longer, uh, I. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know what to do with this game, but I'm going to need help. So like, and I think it's right. up Ken's alley. So I'm just, yeah. So those are the things that I'm geeked about for 2020. Yeah. That's very exciting. Oh, and hopefully my game with Elf Creek will come out and I'll actually be able to talk about it. And oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. How do you work with so many people? Like, do you like meet, like, do you do like video chats once a week with them? Do you like, like, what's your like structure? Yeah. So actually when Banana was on, we talked a little bit about this and what's interesting is it's different with every game designer. Neil and I usually meet weekly. We've missed the last couple weeks because of the holidays, Mm -hmm. Um, but normally we meet every week. Um, Banana and I talk very infrequently like we'll messenger back and forth a few times and then we'll have a meeting we'll talk for like an hour we'll knock through a bunch of stuff and then kind of say here's the action items go forth and do it and then we'll go work on stuff um with uh isaac it's usually lots over messenger he'll say a bunch of smart stuff i have to go look up a bunch of big words um (laughs) and then uh like we're working on a game right now and he's like hey let's try this idea so um, he asked me to co-design something with him that he's already been working on, but he needs kind of some fresh eyes on it. So he was like, here's all these ideas. And I was like, okay, all right. So I'm going to go try and piece those ideas together, play through them a few times, and then come back. And so it's it's different with all of them, you know? Right. Um, the big thing is Isaac is self-employed. He can do what he wants to. Um, right. So he's free, like, whenever I need to talk to him. Um, Neil is... Uh, a developer for a company, but like he's, I mean, he's very flexible with when we can meet. I mean, we usually meet during the day, which is really right. nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's when I don't have kids here and he doesn't have kids there. So, right. and then Banana and I, we usually, we, I don't know, we, I feel like we always talk during the day, but we also meet at night sometimes. So, um, so yeah, it's just, it's really working around each other's schedules. Ken and I always just meet for lunch and chat and then that's really work cool. on it and then kind of go off on our own ways to work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I honestly, the biggest tip I can give to anyone about co-design, and I've said this before, is just work with the way everyone, you have to figure out what clicks with you and that person right, and work right. that way. Right. Like that what makes do you, total sense. so since we're talking about what do you and Anthony normally, like what's kind of your process for like a simplified version of, you know, kind of your mainstay? Yeah. I think that there are times when we're like, okay, which game do we want to focus on and then we just kind of figure out like what we want to what we want to work on like I take a lot of notes when we play test and I take a lot of notes when we like sit down to talk about something so sometimes we'll mm-hmm. just go through those notes in Google Docs and we'll like cross out anything that we've done or leave comments on stuff if we've had ideas about it like we'll like especially if we go through like people's play testing notes we'll be like oh this is an interesting idea maybe we could do this with that um, right now we want to Anthony came up with some ideas for some new like characters so we want to like sit down and play the game a couple of times and i feel like he's also got some good ideas about like the end game state like the thing about kobolds is that it's a slow burn to get into it and then once you get to the fun part like it can end really quickly (laughs) so it's like we want to figure out how to get people to the fun part faster 
So that's one of the challenges that we've been facing with that one, which which a lot of times means that, you know, we want to just sit down and be like, okay, let's let's just play it. Let's just play the game and see how it feels. That totally makes sense. But we don't have like a set like we don't have like a set like we're going to we're going to talk about games this this time every week or we're going to sit down and do this like for an hour. We're going to you know what I mean? It's not like we don't have any like set schedule and and it can be tough sometimes because I might come home and just be like totally wiped out and not want to work on anything. Right. He's like, come on, I got this great idea. You're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't have enough brain cells to just give me some caffeine. Right. Though. Right. Right. We know that's, I mean, and it's interesting living together, right? That obviously changes, um, you know, how you interact and you know, the times you're accessible to one another for this stuff. Right. Well, on that, we should probably wrap up here. We're, uh, yeah, we're about at the end of our time here. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, real quick update I want to give. Um, I had talked in the last couple episodes about, um, I was fortunate enough to be given a hardcover copy, a beautiful hardcover copy of Isaac and Jeff's book, Building Blocks of Tabletop Game Design, from my friend Lenier Wexford. Um, out of the blue, he just sent it to me because he's a fan of the show and because he's an amazing person. Uh, so I, uh, he did that just to be nice. So in an effort to be nice and pay it forward, I offered a soft cover version of that, um, uh, book cause they're kind of pricey to somebody who's a builder who, uh, just couldn't swing it on their own. And, uh, and somebody did take me up on that offer. So I sent my copy. So if you were the person um, that I've sent the copy out to you or will be sending it soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. And if you're the person you already know, cause I've responded back to you and said, Hey, you're the person. So yeah. So thanks a lot for reaching out to me, that person. I'm really happy you could do that and that I could help you out with that. So um, and thanks again to Len for setting that chain of events in progress uh, or process or something. I don't know. So that, that can happen. So that's pretty cool. So, all right. So with that, we'll do the end of the show crap. All right, here we go. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can e- go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. You can email us at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You could call us at 770-TEL-BTG. Uh, I will be doing a voicemail episode at some point where I'm going to be, probably the next time I record with each of you, uh, we'll be tackling the voicemails that were meant for you, and then I'll put that together as one episode. Uh, anything to fill an hour. Uh, so anyways... Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at, at PodcastBTG. I am at J.A. Slingerland. Nicole is at Toits, T-O-I-T-S. And you can find us on Facebook, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and a bunch of other places that I don't remember, Google Play, but it's all really cool. All right. With that, good night. Good night. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email.